You're listening to the Ball and Beats Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Ball and Beats Podcast. How are we doing today on this New Year's Eve? Ain't doing good. It's game day. It is game day. It is CFP game day, Michigan TCU at 4 o'clock, Ohio State, Georgia at 8 o'clock tonight. It's the day we always look forward to as college football fans, you know. Regardless of if your team is in it or not, this is really the main event up to the national championship. Um, It's exciting for us to see our teams, two Big Ten teams, make it for the first time ever in the playoff history. Um, You've got defending national champs, and you've got a team who felt like they got slighted in the very first playoff time, but they've worked their way back and got to it. And uh, this is going to be a very, very, very fun day, I think. Yeah, I'm really excited. And I think the main thing is, like, the story with TCU and how they've gotten here, I think is very, very interesting. The fact that it took them eight years to come back to this spot. And they came out, they came to the season unranked. Nobody had expectations for them like this this year. And this TCU team, Max Dugan, I mean, Quentin Johnson, this, this team has just thrived on their offense. And it's taken them to far places. It's taken them to big wins. And now it's taken them to the playoffs. And they have a tough te- test against this Michigan defense. And I think both of these games are just very good. People can say that, you know, this, the so-and-so is going to blow out this team and Michigan's going to blow out TCU and Georgia's going to blow out Ohio State. I don't think that's so. I think that these are going to be two very good and competitive games. I think TCU is one of those teams that they have nothing to lose along with Ohio State because this is their first time. Like, there, there's no expectations on TCU. And everybody's saying that Michigan's going to win. And everyone's doubting TCU a lot like Ohio State. So I think both of these teams have a big chip on their shoulders, and it could be used to, for their advantage. It I mean, to be fair, when no to be fair, no one even thought Ohio State was going to make it. I mean, everyone thought USC well, was a write-in, and then they got yeah. they got obliterated. And then it was Clemson. And then it was Clemson, because you say Clemson's the ACC champ. If they wouldn't have lost to South Carolina, they'd be 12-1. and And the committee probably would have put in Clemson because of that ACC title. And okay. now... Not true. And Ohio State's in. Ohio State's in, and Clemson last night played Tennessee, and it they they lost. They they lost pretty bad too against Joe yeah Milton, they did against Joe Milton. I, and me and Spencer were talking before uh, we started recording here. Joe Milton looks like he can be something if he actually can be an accurate quarterback. Because yep. he's got the craziest arm strength he's I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I was watching those highlights last night. I was telling Logan, he's a Joe, or sorry, he's a Josh Allen type esque player. To where if he can find that accuracy, he can be something in the NFL. At, at the now, it might take level. him a while because. Sorry, sorry, I was just saying. No, at, the, at, the, at the college level, I've never seen a guy with arm strength like his. Arguably, like it is some of the best arm strength I've ever seen at the college level. If he just somehow knows how to tame that accuracy and can just be better at decision making, I think he could be something. No, I agree. I didn't, and Joe Milton proved it yesterday. He had a great game against a decent Clemson defense, and especially that defensive line that they have. And you know, 
it's going to be one of those games where Joe Milton, I believe, has one year left. He's going to transfer out of Tennessee because I, I don't think they're going to start him over the freshman that's coming in. The highly touted freshman quarterback. Then Tendon Hooker is leaving. But maybe he stays and maybe they start him. We'll Milton see. has one more shot to get it done because at Michigan, he failed miserably. Then he transferred to Tennessee. Didn't get a whole lot of starting time. And this year, he's thrown for seven touchdowns and zero interceptions. He's had a decent year being the backup behind Hendon Hooker. And now, you might want to transfer and go to another school because there's a lot of schools needing a quarterback. You never know. You never know. I've, I've... I mean, I just thought... But enough about Joe Milton talk. We got a lot more to talk about. That is true. That is true. Props to Joe Milton, but yeah. That is true. So, we got... A few more bowl games besides uh, the CFP today. You got Iowa, Kentucky as well, um, and you also have Alabama, Kansas State. You know, a team who was complaining that they should have been in the playoff all over the Big Ten championship game at halftime um, in the uh, Sugar Bowl. Um, I have no idea. Bri- Does Bryce Young and Will Anderson go out with a bang I think <laughs> against so. Kansas State? I mean, I don't want to give away the picks, but I do think so. I think Kansas State. I think they're a good story. Will Howard and Deuce Vaughn is a heck of a one-two in that offensive. Or that offense. I feel like I feel like missing Bryce the playoffs Young. though. Yes, I feel like Alabama missing the playoffs. They're they're gonna go out here and absolutely. Well, I'll Bryce get to that Young, later. Jameer Gibbs. I mean, they got the, that's a really good quarterback running back combo. And Will Anderson is arguably the best defense. Actually, he is the best defensive player awards wise in college football. Um, I know. Too bad he won't go no. to the Lions. No, because Baker Mayfield wants to be a little piece of you-know-what. That's what happens, though. That's what happens when he has no expectations on him. Yeah, because when he has expectations, he turns into uh, a pumpkin. Exactly, exactly. Um, well, maybe they should have given him some. They should have. Let's, let's dive into these playoff games here. So we got... Allen's team, Michigan Wolverines, undefeated, beat our Buckeyes for the second year in a row, playing TCU Horn Frogs, Max Dugan. I'm intrigued to see what how this game goes. My opinion on how the game goes a little bit is I think it'll be a very tight game in the first half, and then I think one team will eventually pull away in the second. Um, I think Max Dugan is going to come out firing. I think Michigan is going to try and do what they've always done, which is ground and pound with Donovan Edwards. Don, people, you know, like Corm was their, was their head horse. But Donovan Edwards is more than capable, more than capable of taking on the load. And Michigan, to me, they're the best offensive line in the country. They are a, like I said, they're ground and pound. They're going to do the same thing. But they did it against Ohio State. They opened up the pass a little bit. And I feel like TCU... Could get caught off guard with that as well because of what their coach said. Their coach said himself that they're one-dimensional. He literally said it. He said, Michigan's a one-dimensional offense. We have to stop the run. And I think I mean, Michigan could try and bite him with that. Yes. Uh, yeah. I believe that Michigan will try to pass the ball a little bit more with J.J. McCarthy this week or today. And now, Donovan Edwards is going to be a Heisman contender next year. This dude's a beast. He's unreal. But he's a sophomore. And to think that they had Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards both healthy at one point, it's crazy to me. But anyway, yeah, TCU's, yes, if you want to beat Michigan, you have to be able to stop the run. 
Uh, you saw what Ohio State did. They stopped the run, but then Michigan went to the passing game. What and when the, you have yeah. wide open receivers, you're going to make the, even, you know, even, even a high schooler can make these throws. I, I mean, OSU's secondary was nowhere near any of these wide receivers. But that's, that's, that's here and there. Actually, that's a good point, though, because of TCU's defense. Those are, yes. can their defense stop the pass? If they stop us and we open up the pass game, can their defense hold us? TCU has a really good corner, and I can't remember his name. Logan, you know who it is? I, I can't think of their corner's name, but I know their wide receiver, Quentin Johnson, that they yeah. have that duo with Max Duke and Quentin Johnson. Yeah. TCU has the number one ranked corner, at least I saw in some polls, and I can't remember what his name is, but anyway – I do think that TCU's main focus will be the run game. I do. And I haven't seen, you know, I don't know a whole lot about this TCU defense other than they give up a lot of points. Their secondary is a little bit iffy, and their defensive line tends to struggle at times. Um, but if they can stop the run, they open the they open the pass, and they can stop the pass, TCU will win this game. Thing is, that I Michigan, know... if we do not get this run game going, and we saw it in the Ohio State game, they struggle. Yeah. Now, they did open up some passes, but they were wide open. It's not like J.J. McCarthy made this insane like type of throw. He was making wide open, you know, wide open throws. Now, Cornelius Johnson was like 20 yards from the nearest LSU safety. And we'll see if TCU can do that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I know that when we're talking about TCU's uh, defense, they have stepped up in the last uh, the last few weeks. You could argue that they stopped B. John Robinson. To be fair, Texas only ran the ball about 12 times or so um, with B. John. But they've been able to stop offenses or at least hold them a little bit better throughout the second half of the season. Uh, their defense was pretty atrocious the first half of the season. Um, I think TCU on offense, though, they're going to do what they've done best, utilize Max Dugan in both the pass and run game. They're going to get Quentin Johnson yep. open. They're going to try – because I don't think Michigan's secondary is as strong uh, as it has been in years past. Um, I don't know why Ohio State didn't utilize that to that much when they played them the first time around. They kind of just made them get one-on-one matches and screen passes, but um, I don't get it. But I think TCU will be able to do some things. One thing they got to worry about is, I think, holding up that defensive front. See, my main focus and my who I think wins this game is it's either TCU's offense or Michigan's defense. That's going to be the two, you know, that's going to be the two types of who's going to win this game. Because I think TCU's offense can really keep up if Michigan's offense can slightly get going. TCU's offense has been one of the greatest in the country. Max Dugan and his team has just been unreal. Now it's to the fact of how can they play against a top defense? Um, they tend, you know, they only scored 17 against Texas on the road, which really, you know, it won them the game, but they struggled a lot. And now TCU, it's they're like an Oklahoma type of team. TCU really is kind of like Oklahoma, where they are their main focus on their offense and their quarterback and their defense. You know, they can get them a stop every once in a while, but you know. I would you you shouldn't rely on them. If TCU isn't at least scoring a touchdown a quarter in this game, Michigan's going to win. Yeah, and that's my opinion because Michigan's defense is really what has driven this team. 
Because Michigan's of, offense, you know, while their run game has been good, Michigan's offense tends to struggle if they can't get the run game going. And before the Ohio State game, I mean, Michigan had scares from Michigan State at one point, from Illinois, from Iowa. This team tends to struggle. And now you're seeing it on the big stage. And we'll see if Jim Harbaugh can coach on the big stage. My biggest concern is I don't want Michigan to be what they have in which the second half team. Because if they get into... They will. They always I don't, have been a second half team. I, I, I know, but if... If we're losing by more than a touchdown at halftime, I don't think we come back. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. Michigan's, de- Michigan's defense is just really young and really elite. I think that they can get a few stops on the TCU offense. And that gives, you know, you give J.J. McCarthy and Donovan Edwards the ball too many times, they will score. You know, that's the good thing about this Michigan. Their offensive line is unbelievable. You thought it was good last year. It's even better this year. I know it's like watching the Lions. Man. Yeah, just we don't we we don't want to talk about the uh, Panthers game. No. <laughs> oh, that game was hilarious. You guys had Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard both looking like you know Barry Sanders and Bo Jackson out there. So, um, it's all right. The Browns lost to the Saints at home. When you have three wide open touchdown passes dropped, you should. That's a that's a problem. That's, a, That's a big problem. It was a big problem, and the in the the ground was practically ice, and they were playing in negative like twenty five below zero wind chills. So, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but they're playing that all the time. And Deshaun Wake Watson play outside of a dome? We'll find out. Hey, <laughs> Watson! Watson actually played good in that game. He just didn't have guys catch the ball. Watson's been playing well. Watson's gradually his, gotten his, better. His, his team, his team around him has been booty. Somewhat. Exactly. Somewhat. But anyways. Um. So yeah. We can talk about that later. I personally, with the Michigan TCU game, I do think TCU. I would not be surprised whatsoever if TCU had the lead at half. Um. I think they probably will. I think TCU is going to throw the hammer at Michigan in the first half. I'm intrigued to see how that second half goes. Um. It's a it's going to be a fun matchup. I think a lot of people have kind of slept on this game. They just think Michigan's going to be a right end of the championship. I think TCU's going to give them all they got. Uh, we'll, no, we'll I, I I agree. I think that you know, since Michigan, you know, we've mentioned that they are a second half team, and they are. I think TCU's going to take advantage of that, and they're going to throw you know everything that they have in the first half. And TCU will be leading in this in this game at halftime, whether that's by three or seven or double digits. I don't know. I do think that TCU will lead, but then Michigan is driven. I mean, they are driven to not make explosive plays like they did against Ohio State. They are driven to making slow, methodical drives that just slowly kill you. I think that's what they'll do in the second half is they will beat TCU down. TCU will just slowly and slowly get out of the game until Michigan takes advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big possibility with that. Um, let's pivot into the Ohio State Georgia game. I'm, I, Georgia by a hundred. It's, it's it's crazy because I really don't know how to judge this game because no, we both were we both were talking about it before we started recording. Like, what Ohio State team are we going to get? Because Ryan Day is coming out saying that this team's going to be playing with a ton of confidence, 
They're going to be playing with, a, you know, like they have nothing to lose and they're going to be way more aggressive. Yeah. We haven't seen an Ohio State team play like that this season. So how are we really supposed to – they're basically changing their scheme, which I think is ridiculous. They're changing their scheme right before the playoff game. It's stupid that it had to come to that. I don't think they should be but changing the scheme. I think they are. should just do what they do that's best. That's what they're doing. If they're being more aggressive, that's what they're doing. They're changing their scheme. They're changing their offensive play. Well, what are they gonna changing do? how well, they're going with the ball. What are they going to do? They're going to like, be throwing the ball more vertically. That's what it means. I guess OSU so. barely took any shots anywhere. So wait, the they're going to attack the corners? They should yes. attack the corners. That's what they're strong They should are. attack the corners. That's exactly what they should do. Ohio, what, Ohio, what Ohio State has to do to win this game is have a Justin Fields against Clemson type game on offense. That's what they got to do. Like if the they think they're going to win. performance you could ever have. If like, you have literally. a Justin, Justin Fields, Fields against Clemson. Any better. Genuinely, that's how Ohio State's going to have to be Georgia. They're going to have to play to that level. Um, thing is, it's funny because I think Ohio State's strengths and weaknesses kind of, kind of, you know, are the weaknesses and strengths of Georgia. To I guess I didn't word that properly, but. Ohio State on their offense, their strengths on the offensive line are their tackles. Their weakness are their center and guards. T- uh, yep. Georgia's strength on their defensive line would be the people attacking the center and guards. Jalen Carter. Georgia's weakness on the defense, if there is a weakness, is that their corners can be lackadaisical sometimes and give up big plays. Our strengths are wide receivers attacking corners. Yeah, Kelly Ringo's really good, but I don't know who their opposing corner is. But Georgia's, I mean, you saw it in the SEC championship game. They gave up like 300-some yards passing to this LSU team, who is decent, but 500? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then that, that's way, way more than I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah, against Jaden Daniels. Now, the problem is, is that if Ohio State wants to win this game, they need their offensive line to keep Stroud in the pocket and to keep him without any pressure. C.J. Stroud is not is, – I'm sorry to say this. He's not the greatest quarterback when he has pressure in his face. Now, not a lot of quarterbacks are. No quarterbacks are. But there's quarterbacks that can make plays. C.J. Yes. Stroud seems to overthrow his guys or make an inaccurate throw when there's pressure in his face. It's funny though. If People say is, that if he has clean, if he has clean pressure, he's the most accurate quarterback in college. Football. You know what's still the craziest yeah. part? People do say that about Stroud, but numbers wise, he is still the most accurate passer under pressure in college football. That's the crazy part. It is statistically, like. statistically, he is still the best passer in college football when there's pressure. But when it comes to Stroud, See, I, from the games I've seen, I won't agree with that. But I mean, it's that I guess so. It's stats, it's numbers, you know. It's a numbers game. What's Stroud... Like I thought against Michigan. You know, everyone makes like, this argument. pressure to stay the entire game. Right, yeah. Didn't get anything. Yeah, to be fair, you know, when you throw wide receiver screens on third and 34, it feels like anyway. It felt like anyway. You know, what are you going to do? But Well, that's why Ryan Day's been coming out and saying he's going to change his offensive game plan. and saying that So you're going to do it on third and ten? What he should do, it's not really no, they're, they're going to throw deep plan. shots. Yeah, throw what deep they shots should. on second and short. Throw yes, deep shots yes. on first down. Yes. So like you have the best wide receiving core in college football. Use it. Use it, but use it. Use it, but keep them upright. You gotta block Jalen Carter. If George, I think what yes. I think we're gonna try and do this offensive thing where we go aggressive on offense, but George is gonna be aggressive on defense and blitz. 
That's what I see happening a lot in this game on our offense. It's going to come down to the offensive line. It's going to come down to the offensive line for us on the offensive side of the ball. Um, It's going to come down to the trenches. You know, people always talk about C.J. Stroud and his running ability that he doesn't do. You know, there's a lot of quarterbacks who are athletic, right, who run the ball, but they never find that four- or five-yard completion. They take the four- or five-yard run instead of the open guy downfield. With C.J. Stroud, he tries to find a guy who isn't open instead of taking that four- or five-yard run. People have this argument about, you know, should he run the ball more? Why would you do something if it's not your strength? Did exactly. Tom Brady? Tom Brady won how many Super Bowls? Seven Super Bowls. He's got a thousand yards in twenty years. Like, yep. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, people are to pe- do these quarterbacks know what they are when they get to college? Are they a scrambler? Are they a pocket passer? You know, that you know, you got players like Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields. Those are scramblers. Yeah. And then you got players like Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Those are pocket passes, and they are elite at what they do. Yes, and it's just the fact that Ohio State really hasn't had a guy who is a pocket pa- who is a true pocket passer. I mean, Dwayne Haskins to me was a pocket passer. Dwayne Haskins was a pocket passer, but you know he would occasionally run if he needed. He ran more than Stroud. JT JT Barrett was a balanced type of quarterback. He could do both. Yes, yes. Thing is, I, just, I don't get all the hate. I don't get all the hate on Stroud. Like he said, he said, he had a quote earlier in the week, and a lot of people hate it. Some people understand it and love it. He said, I'm not trying to prove anyone wrong. I'm trying to prove the people who, like, trust me and uh, knowing me right. Like, yeah, I think no, a, lot I of people, really a lot of people are reading that quote wrong and trying to, like, why he's like, why would I put all my effort in trying to prove people wrong when I want to prove the people that believe in me right? Like, think about that. People are try- People are trying to, like, make him come across as soft for saying that. I don't know why people hate him so much. He's not a bad guy. He has never came out and, like, said bad things about, you know, any team, any quarterback, any anything. He's just a genuinely nice guy. And the only reason he gets hate is because he's the quarterback at Ohio State. And You, 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 know, you could say sometimes yeah. nice guys in sports aren't always, you know, the best, I guess, when you historically look at things. Like, look at Tim Tebow. No one thought Tim Tebow was going to be something, but he was a nice guy. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't want nice guys. They want winners. C.J. Stroud is a winner. He just hasn't done it in the most important games yet of his career. Now is his time. This is his opportunity. This is his last opportunity. He is known as the guy right now in Ohio State who had all the talent in the world, one of the best accurate passers we've ever had, but he just couldn't do it in the big games. Now is his time to complete. If he can beat Georgia – Make the national championship, win a national championship, regardless if it's against Michigan or not. He can rewrite his whole story. He can honestly rewrite his whole story tonight. He can go down as one of the greatest Ohio State quarterbacks ever. People will completely yeah, do a U turn. He could go down as one of the great Ohio State quarterbacks. And here's another thing his draft stock would dramatically improve. I mean, he you thought the get, same against Fields, and then they said he. The you, you thought the same thing against Fields when they had the game against, you know, the other guy who went number one, but it didn't happen because, you know, Dan Orlovsky had to say well, he was Lawrence our last game first guy out. I'm not saying Lawrence, Lawrence was going to go number one that year. Well, well, why, Zach, well, why was Zach Wilson and, and Trey Lance drafted over him? There was no proof out there besides the fact that maybe teams. We're deliberately saying the things so they would fall to him. Alabama didn't help. But they watched a guy who was obviously playing the other best quarterback on TV. Granted, Alabama was Alabama. They were going to beat whoever they were going to beat that year. They were too good. They were going to beat Clemson just as bad as they beat us. Yeah, 
You had the I two. Was, you had yeah. the two quarterbacks coming in who, ever since their high school days, were one and two right next to each other. You know, and they played each other one year. Lawrence got the better hand. The next year, Fields got the better hand, and Fields had a better performance in that in that game than Lawrence had in either game. And I just never understood why Justin Fields dropped like he did with Zach Wilson and Trey Lance going ahead of him. It never made any well, sense yeah, to me. Now look, now look at Zach Wilson and Trey Lance. It's genuinely... Exactly. It's genuinely Wilson, Zach Wilson's going to get cut, and Trey Lance is probably going to get traded. And you're looking at the two best quarterbacks in that draft class who ended up being, oh, look, Lawrence and Fields. And now if Fields actually can get anything around him in Chicago would be a different story. Uh, I feel like... I'm, let's wait till after this weekend, yes. though. Let's the. <laughs> Well, let's wait till after this weekend for Fields to do anything. You're right. You're he can right. lose to the, he can that. lose to the Bears, then he can go out and he can beat the Vikings. Right. Exactly. Um, but back on this Ohio State Georgia game, I mean, what does Georgia's offense look like against this defense? Georgia's offense is Spencer this, this, honestly, game managing. This entire Georgia team is balanced. They are very, very balanced. This offense, is especially, is balanced. Stetson Bennett is, isn't going to make this miraculous throw. He's not going to make these, you know, Hail Mary type of plays. He's not going to, you know, be a Josh Allen type of player to where he can just chuck the ball deep and accurately. He's, he's a game manager, but he's really, really good at it. He will make short throws. He will make 10-yard throws. He rarely will make anything over 20 yards, but he'll do it well, and he'll drive his team down the field he'll score almost every time. This Georgia team is very, and their offensive line is very good too. That's another thing is Georgia's offensive line is very good. This OSU defensive line is going to have to step up today. This is Zach Harrison's last game. He's kind of been a letdown in terms of what he came into Ohio State with and what he's come out. Same with all the talent in the world, a top five prospect, a five star. He's I think a third or third round pick right now. You know what is crazy can though? That. You know what is crazy? Ohio State team can change all the narratives if they go out and they beat this team. This Thing OSU is... team has been deemed as soft, born on third base, all the things you can name, they've been named it. They can change everything if they just go out and beat the Bulldogs. You know what Ohio State yep. has reminded me of under Ryan Day? They've reminded me of an yep. Oklahoma Lincoln Riley team. That's what so they, they can get to the playoffs and just can't win. Yep, just like just like tonight. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Ryan, Day, Ryan Day does have a win. He does have a playoffs. win. But I'm saying, like, overall over his tenure at Ohio State, they just look like a Oklahoma-led Lincoln-Riley team where they have the offense, they have all the elite pieces in the world on offense, but the defense isn't necessarily great. thing is, i got to say this, though, about when you talk about Zach Harrison and not leading up to um, what he was expected to be. It's crazy because if you look at like he like he doesn't have the sack numbers like the Chase Youngs or the Bosa's, but like his pressure rate is through the roof. You look at you can Ohio get State. Pressure all you want, but you got to get to the quarterback. Thing is, pressure pressure eventually leads to sacks. Ohio State is number one in college football this year at pressure rate. We get the most pressure out of any team on a quarterback statistically. I don't think a lot of people know that. I seen that stat yesterday on ESPN. I did not believe it when I first uh. saw it. Even. <laughs> but we get to the quarterback the most. We get the pressure rate to the to the quarterback the most out of anybody. So I think, I think, 
I think our defensive line can maybe do some things on Georgia. If if JT Tawimalowal and Zach Harrison, Jack Sawyer, if they can get to Stetson Bennett, get him flustered, if we can lock down Brock Bowers, I think it could be it could be good for this defense. I can see That's it happening. Georgia's biggest weapon is Brock Bowers. Yes. I mean, you stop Brock Bowers. You got McConkey as well at receiver. He's another one as well who always seems to get like two touchdowns a game. <laughs> Just random. Yeah, but Bowers is to me ten times better. So Well, of course. Bowers gonna be a top ten pick this year. He might be. He might be a first round pick. Um Oh easy. I'm gonna draft him. But it's a tight end, but yeah, I'm gonna draft him. But yeah, I, the games tonight are gonna be amazing to watch. We'll come back on the picks. Let's go to the NFL. Let's go to that the fact that the playoff the playoffs are starting to come to fruition. You got the last two weeks of the season here. My Browns are out. Lions still have a shot. Um, you've got uh, a lot of the AFC is already wrapped up, except I think two two places. Um, yeah, because Jacksonville, if they win, they'll clinch the division and clinch the spot. If they beat Tennessee yep. next week, it's regardless. Regardless what happens yep. this week for them, both teams could have both teams could have won or lost this week. Tennessee's a mess. Tennessee is an absolute mess. They are an utter mess. I wouldn't be surprised if Vrabel is gone. I think Tennessee's starting to fall off. I think Tennessee's starting to fall off. You know, Derrick Henry, you know, I mean, Derrick Henry can do do what he do, but they don't have anything else. Taylor Lewan is always injured on the offensive line, like consistently. No offense to the Michigan guy, but he always is. You've got no one really on offense. I mean, you've got the rookie in Traylon Burks, who I thought was the best receiver in the class coming out, but they put him on an offense that all they do is run the ball, and they have Ryan Tannehill. So... He hasn't been able to do much because he's in an offense that doesn't really work for receivers. You've got a washed-up Robert Woods on offense as well. And their defense their defense actually is pretty good, um, but their secondary isn't. They've got a really good defensive line, though. But they're just falling apart. And I, Jacksonville's just on the up. I think Jacksonville's going to take that division. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. Jacksonville is going to be a fun team to watch the next few years because Trevor Lawrence is really coming out as that that kind of guy. Yes. I mean, he really is starting to become that franchise guy that we all knew that he could be. And Urban Meyer was obviously the problem, and now under Doug Peterson, this Jacksonville team is looking better. They're, they're a lot like the Lions. I mean, both teams are young. Both teams are on the come up. And both teams have a shot to make the playoffs. Now, Jacksonville can win their division. And, you know, I – Spoiler for the picks, I do think that they will. Tennessee's another mess right now, and they don't know where they're going. Um, and it's kind of a fun story. Jacksonville, you know, they were 2-6, and six, and now they're going to be under 500, but they're going to win their division. And they don't care if it takes, you know, eight wins or if it takes 11. If you can win your division, you're completely yeah. fine as many as you can get. Exactly. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I want the Packers to lose. I want the Vikings to win. Oh, I do too. Oh, well, yeah. You need you exactly. shouldn't you shouldn't believe you need it to happen. You need it to happen because I need it to happen. Well, but I hate rooting for the Vikings. We don't need it to happen because the Lions play the Packers next week, and the winner of that game, if if the Commanders lose and the Seahawks lose this week, and the Lions win and the Packers win, then it's going to come down to Lions versus Packers on the last playoff spot next week. That yeah, is, but that I don't want true, that. But, that is true, but that's why I'm saying I feel like it would definitely help if the Packers got a loss. 
going in. Oh, yeah. And, and oh, well, if, the, if the Packers lose, they're eliminated. Yeah, I so, hope the Packers lose. So, I... Because it, 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 could, it, it really could it really could fall in your guys' lap. It really could. That's seven spot. I don't know, necessarily. Does the Jets go uh, out there with yeah, Mike White? Yeah, but too bad the Seahawks are facing the Jets. Do the, do the Jets go out and beat the Seahawks? It's, it's, it is on the West Coast. It is on the West Coast, though, and it's always hard to travel across the country to win a game. It's always tough. Always. Could happen. Not saying it won't. But it's always a you tough know, outing. I mean, Alan, Mike White is playing the Jets. I, well, I it's saw that. For Mike White. I like the chances more for the Jets that Mike White's playing, for sure. That's <laughs> true. Sure. They if actually like a, him. I mean... Uh, if never mind, I'm not gonna say the comment I was about to make. Um, <laughs> it was about Zach Wilson, but I, th- I think you got the gist of what I was gonna say. Um, but uh, he sucks. We get it. I mean, I didn't. That <laughs> you can say that. He that wasn't does. that wasn't what I was gonna say. I I definitely would say he sucks. Um, it was it was gonna be a joke, but um, with yeah, it, the NFC race is interesting to see who's gonna make the wild card. You know, I I personally already feel like I know who the Super Bowl is going to be. At least at my prediction, I have my prediction. People won't like it necessarily, but I have my prediction. Um, we can save said, that for later. Exactly, we will save it for later. Yes. Um, but man, I'm so intrigued with the top three teams in the AFC though, as well, because any one of those top three teams in Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati, Cincinnati in particular is kind of scary for the AFC, because they won seven in a row. They look like what they did last season, how their season was. They were like they had the same record at like four and four at one point in that season, and then they won like eight in a row towards the end of the year. It's literally folding into place how it did last year for Cincinnati. Um, I think I wouldn't be surprised to see Burrow go back the way they're playing right now. I think in his Cincinnati's career, I think Joe Burrow will win a Super Bowl in his career. I think he'll win an MVP too, for sure, for sure. It's a, he's, I hate seeing it, man. I hate seeing it. Why can't it be the other <laughs> Ohio you team? Hate seeing, you hate seeing an Ohio team that's not you actually have a franchise quarterback. We have a franchise quarterback though. He just needs a year. Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> Stop it. Watson's gonna be fine. Watson's gonna be fine. You know, when you can't look at a playbook when you're suspended the whole time, you know, people don't realize that. He literally couldn't do anything with the team until, like, two weeks before he came back, once he got his suspension. He could not look at any playbook. Do you really think that stopped him, though? Huh? Do you really, do you really think that stopped him, though? Stop? Nope. What do you mean stopped him? From looking at the playbook. From studying the plays. Yeah, he couldn't. They literally couldn't give him a playbook. He could not do anything team-oriented whatsoever. He couldn't have anything involving the team. I don't think that would have stopped him, though. He couldn't see the playbook. He literally, he's wearing a wristband because he needs to know the plays. So, but, every, okay, if anyone really thought Cleveland, once Watson was suspended for 11 games, was going to make a playoffs, you were kidding yourself. I didn't think we were making you a playoffs. You guys could have made it. We could have made a wild card. Thing is, people are acting like Watson's bad. I mean, he's he's won two games. He's lost two games since he's came back. Honestly, the way we've played all season, Jacoby Brissett probably would have done the same thing. Um, 
Jacoby Brissett. We should have won two or three other games Browns, before. The Browns need another year, and the Browns need a, a wide, another wide receiver. We need another wide receiver, and I'm telling you. And they also need a defense that doesn't. You know, the defense actually hasn't even been playing bad. It's just the offense. Recently, before. recently, the defense hasn't been playing too bad. Um, but they were playing atrocious, <laughs> absolutely atrocious for the first nine weeks of the season. Yeah, I know. I'm debating whether or not I put Njoku in. I, th- I think him and Njoku are finally going to get some connection. Amari and Watson have connected pretty well re- so far. He needs to connect with Njoku. Jacoby Brissett connected with Njoku an awful lot. Njoku is a top 10 t- tight end in the league. He really is. He's not, like, top 5, but he's 10. He's, like, 8 or 9. But Njoku, he can become something. He can become something if he just... It's crazy because Njoku had that one-handed catch against Tampa Bay to, like, save our season, and then he dropped a wide-open pass in the end zone right in his chest. But Njoku, I like Njoku a lot. If he can, like, clean up some of the mistakes, not even a lot, he could be a top-five tight end. Um, Cleveland, I like the, I, I feel like the future is good for Cleveland. With Watson... Minimum he's going to do is make Cleveland football exciting to watch. That's the minimum. We will make the playoffs at some point with Watson at quarterback. We will hopefully make a a Super Bowl push. You never know. It's Cleveland. That never happens, rarely. So that's like a a once-in-a-generation type thing (laughs) to get close. But I think with Watson, Cleveland can do some things in the future. I'm excited for the future, but... Gosh, fire Joe Woods. Please fire <laughs> Joe Woods. Get him out immediately. Bring in Mike Zimmer. Bring in Brian Flores. Bring in, heck, Jim Leonard from Wisconsin. Somebody. A lot of people are saying Jim Leonard is a candidate if we do fire Joe Woods. It's pretty evident. I've also heard with the Browns, Jimmy Haslam wants to reshape this offense. And I another, can't wait for you guys to not fire Joe Woods. Yeah, to keep him along just for another year. No, no, no. He should have gone last year. He should have gone last year. But uh, but statistically, our defense was projected to be like a top 10, top 5 defense this year because of all the pieces we have. Denzel Ward's finally looking like the $100 million corner he's supposed to be. It took him 14 weeks, but he's there. Um... Owusu Kormo was out for the year. Literally, all of our starting linebackers are out for the year with injuries. That's kind of what decimated that's this defense. That's not good. Yeah, that's kind of what no. screwed over this defense. Um, But the future of Cleveland football is good. It is. But well, talking, let's talk, about, let's, talk about, let's talk about relevant exactly. teams. Exactly. Let's talk about relevant teams in Detroit. Um, Detroit is the most relevant team right now. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. More relevant than the Browns. Stop. Better than the Browns. Stop. Stop it. No. Dude, Stop dude, dude said no, they're the most. Just, yeah, no. You just can't. You, you can't accept it. You can't accept that Detroit is better than Cleveland. No, I can accept yeah, exactly. that. I can accept that this season. The fact that you just said. No, I can't accept what Allen said about them being the most relevant team right now. Like he the made re- it. Like he specified. Team in Detroit? Yes. Well, he made it. He made it specified that they're the most relevant. Te- the way I took it was he said most relevant team in the entire league. <laughs> no, not in the entire league. 
No, that would be the teams in the NFL, but yeah, I wouldn't say we're the hottest, but we're one of them. I mean, and, and you're not honest. Really now you were definitely not hot after that game. Yeah, exactly. So I I agree, but uh, our future's bright. Mm-hmm. You know what? We should make our NFL picks right now. <laughs> we should make our NFL okay. picks. Screw talking about the Lions. We don't need to talk about them. They're no, pretty... let's talk about the Lions. We're gonna yeah, make let, let's. Picks. You got your, you got your Browns talk. You got your yeah. Let's talk. no let's one cares talk about, about what happened in Cleveland. Although we do hope you win. We want you to beat the Panthers. But other than that, Browns are irrelevant. Um, let's talk about a team that actually can still make the playoffs. So the Lions last week, everyone saw it. They got blown out by Carolina. Uh, the run our run defense. The, yeah. yeah, the run defense was utter atrocious. It was a joke. They made Dante Foreman and Chuba Hubbard look like, you know, Barry Sanders. And, uh, so, there's at home. They're wearing their throwback uniforms, which I love their throwbacks. The Lions also reportedly submitted new uniforms for next year, I believe. So yes, we'll they did. That goes. You can play the chirping all you want. The Lions are better than the Browns, and they can still make the playoffs. Exactly. I don't even know why he's playing that. Yeah. Sorry, our team is just better. Yeah, exactly. Well, you can just look at the records, dude. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. No, I can accept that the Lions are good. I just, you know. No, you just can't accept that they're better. You know, they are in a position to make the playoffs for the first time in five, six years. That's all right. Cleveland's what they're doing like today. Really, really should have won last week because man, everybody lost that they needed to lose. So they didn't lose any spot. They didn't lose any ground. They didn't gain any ground. So they're still a game. They're still half game behind the Commanders, and they're still tied with the Seahawks. And the Seahawks have the advantage because the Seahawks beat the Lions earlier this year. The Seahawks are on a downward spiral. The Commanders are on a downward spiral, and the Lions. Yes, you can say that after last week they are, but the Lions are still trending upward. Uh, this game against Chicago is really going to, you know, declare, okay, can this Lions team do it? If they beat the Bears, they have a legitimate shot. And if the Bears are not, yes, the Bears are 3-12, and 12, but the Bears are not an easy team. I mean, the Eagles barely beat them on the road. Hell, the Lions only beat them by one the last time we played them. Justin Fields has turned into that guy, and this team, but that's the only player they have. It's literally one against one against 11 when they play. That's it. Yeah, because Chase Claypool is no help. Chase Claypool is no help. Cole Komet had a hot streak, but now he's started to cool down. Um, Equinemius St. Brown, the other Brown brother, the irrelevant one is, you know, mid. So, it's going to be a fun game. You know, the Lions should win the game, but We'll find out because they've done other they've they've done things to hurt us before. So, I mean, the Lions are good. Position, they are better. You're in a position to do something. Yes, so. there's gonna be a parade in Detroit. Oh, I got they make I got a, I got a breaking news, and I, I think this is really bad. Uh, Lee Corso picked Ohio State to beat Georgia. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> Bro, <Uh-oh. laughs> Did he really? Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, that well, that that basically about Um, <laughs> come on, Lee. Why? 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 He, he knew what he was. Oh my! <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, 
That's tragic. Someone, oh, uh, someone commented right. under there. Tragic is right. Someone said the entire state of Georgia thanks you, Coach. Yep. Okay. It's it's a it's a write off. Yep. I mean, right, I, do, I don't even need to make the pick now anymore. Um, no, I'll don't make the pick. Well, well, you know what? Yeah. You know what? We should just talk NFL for the rest of the day. Um, let's do our NFL picks right now, just to get over and heal, <laughs> heal up, heal up and lick our wounds. So. NFL picks. <laughs> First game we have Vikings at Packers. Vikings at Packers. Who wins? You know, I'm going to do what I want other than what I think is going to happen. What I think is going to happen is the NFL wants the Packers in the playoffs. <laughs> and for once, for one time, I'm going to pick Kirko Thuggins and the next upcoming of Christ itself in Justin Jefferson. <laughs> I mean, he legitimately can break the season record. He's got, I think, 200 yards to go. He's got like 1,700-something. Yeah. But Justin Jefferson's had an unreal year. And I, you know what? I, I love Calvin Johnson. I love what he did for Detroit. I do think Justin Jefferson is going to get that record this year. So uh, give me the Minnesota Vikings. As much as I hate to say it, I'm going with Minnesota. Well, I've been high on Minnesota all season long. I said they'd get 12 or 13 wins. I said they win the NFC North. I said they could possibly contend for a Super Bowl. Uh, I think Justin Jefferson is going to have an amazing game in this game. Jair Alexander, you hear what he said about Justin Jefferson, their first game around, he said that game is a fluke for Justin Jefferson. I think he is going. Yeah, to he basically go called it a fluke. He's going to go we'll off. He might, he not. might get that record in that game. But there's just something about Aaron Rodgers, and just something about Green Bay this year. They've won five or four games in a row. They are trying to, they're clawing their way back to a playoff spot. And I think the NFL is going to want to see Green Bay be viable for at least one more week, regardless Literally, of what Minnesota that needs does. To happen is happening. Green Bay, I think, is going to beat Minnesota this week, even though I am so high on Minnesota. There's just something about Aaron Rodgers being viable for the last week of the season to try and make a playoff spot that I think is just so intriguing. So mm. give me the Packers in an upset. Well, if they make it, they, if, the pick, if the Packers make it, they get to lose to um, the 49ers again. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be pretty funny. But I, I got, I got to pick. I got to pick Green Bay. I, just, I there's just something about it right now. Oh, and the you know, I know the NFL wants the Packers in, but man, could someone just do it? Just somebody. <laughs> and if it doesn't, if it's not the Packers, then man, do you know how good it would feel to the Lions to just waltz into Green Bay? Beat Aaron Rodgers and clinch a playoff spot at the same time. That would be oh so, that would probably God. be just as pleasing as the Browns destroying Pittsburgh in a playoff game. Going into Pittsburgh, yeah, exactly. It, it, it that you know Browns Steelers it's, it's Lions Packers and I hate Green Bay. I hate Aaron Rodgers. You know he dogs everything to go with the Lions and just to go there and beat him would be unreal. But he I hope have to retire. Duggan's I hope, yeah, I hope Kirk O'Suggins beats them. This will be the only time I cheer for the Vikings. So, skull, I guess. Okay. Because the Lions, if they make the playoffs, will play Minnesota. 
Yeah. Um, all right, the second game, a game that nobody thought, no one thought would be for a playoff spot, really. Uh, Panthers at Buccaneers. Carolina's a game back of Tom Brady's Buccaneers. And if the Panthers win this game, they're first place in the NFC, boys. NFC but if the Buccaneers win, win, if the Buccaneers, Buccaneers win, they clinch. Win. Yeah. Do they clinch? Yeah, they do. They might. I saw it yesterday. Uh, yeah, the Falcons and Saints have five wins. That's true. Right. Oh, the Saints have they're six and nine, right? No, I saw it yesterday. The Buccaneers would clinch if they win. I don't know. I don't know. But either way, I think uh, this division's the worst in football right now. It's even worse than the AFC South. Um, yeah, the Saints are six and nine. I, uh, yeah, I don't know, but they've already played the Buccaneers. Yeah, they played the Buccaneers twice in the Saints, or in the Buccaneers won. So yeah, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, this game basically decides who wins the NFC South. Um, what do we think? It's, uh, I think it's, that it's I mean, Tom I, Brady. I, I, I know what I, yeah. It's Tom Brady, regardless of everything that's been going on with him this season. He has not been himself, and we all kind of know why. We won't get into that, but there's just something about playoff spot on the line, clinching his division in a division that's pretty weak. I... Give me, give me Buccaneers. Give me Buccaneers. Alan? <sighs> give me the Buccaneers. I have a suspicion that Tom Brady, for some reason, is going to play his best football. I was me because I am taking Carolina. I think that the Panthers are going to go into Tampa Bay and beat the Buccaneers. Tom, We've said all this stuff about Tom Brady. When it's time to win the big games, when it's time to do this, he hasn't done any of that this year. Tom Brady's been terrible. That is true. He did lose to the Cleveland Browns. I know that his divorce and everything has gotten to him, but, man, this dude sucks. He is (laughs) out of his prime. He is out of everything. He should retire for real this time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This Carolina team ran for over, like, 300 yards against the Lions. And He's my not going to retire, though. He's going to go to the Raiders. My buddy Josh is a Carolina fan. Brian Burns is him. Give me the Panthers on the road. The you Buccaneers know, are terrible and a bunch of frauds. Real the quick. He's been given all the hype in the world to do nothing. Real quick before we keep going with picks, when you just mentioned the Raiders, what did I say on our last, on our last episode about Derek Carr? Yeah, you said, you said, yeah, you said no way. You said no way he would be gone. He no. is gone. He is gone. Oh, yeah, he will be gone. I, but I don't know where he goes. You no, know also will be gone, Devontae Adams. <laughs> He's going to go to the Cleveland Browns in a after, trade and be Deshaun Watson's one number year. one with Amari Cooper. Um, But it's, we're either going to get Devontae Adams. You think Devontae Adams, wants to stay in that dumpster fire? All I'm saying is Cleveland's getting Devontae or D-Hop this offseason. That's my bold prediction for the Browns. D-Hop is not going to Cleveland. Why wouldn't he? He wouldn't want to be with his old quarterback where he was actually the number what one. What draft picks are you going to trade for him? You got nothing. We got a second and a fourth. We can give him a second and a fourth. We can oh, give yeah, him a second that's, and a fourth. That's going to be enough. It will be enough. Be enough hey, <laughs> Bro, they traded D-Hop for a bag of chips to Arizona. You think Arizona's going to trade him for a bag of Texans, chips? That's the Texans being the Texans. And, and Arizona... Their head coach might be fired in Cliff Kingsbury. They're a dumpster fire with them with Kyler Murray. You think D Hop doesn't want to be out yeah, of that but, dumpster fire? I'm telling yeah, you, watch it, watch tra- it, watch it, watch it. I no, called. Gonna, I literally called Amari Cooper and D Watt to Cleveland before in the offseason this year. I am telling you, 
Yeah, but if I, you want draft, I, if, if you want to rebuild the Cardinals, you need to trade him to a team that has draft picks. A second and a fourth. He's not going for a first. He is not second and a fourth. He is not going for a first round pick. Bro, he is not going for a first round pick. Stats aren't going to prove it. He's starting and he's starting, you know, in his age to get on that back end as a wide receiver. He is not going for a first round pick. He he didn't the first time around and he ain't the second time. I am telling you that. Yeah, but he is not. The Texans don't know how to trade and do anything. My bold prediction for the offseason is. Browns are getting either D Hop or Adams. Uh, so back on to the next pick. Full <laughs> prediction the offseason. The Browns are folding and moving to Baltimore for a second time. Screw you. <laughs> um, New York Jets. New York Jets at Seattle. New York Jets at Seattle. You know what? J E T S. Jets. 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 <laughs> Hey, Mike White is something, man. I, I Hey, they trust him. Throw for 400 yards you know, on this Seahawks. You know, I was I was talking about, you know, oh, can they go out west and do it? I think they will. I think with Mike White at quarterback, I think the Jets are going to beat the Seahawks. And the um, Seahawks, are, again, the Seahawks are kind of on a downward spiral. They are on a so. downward spiral. Um, They are looking forward to getting Jalen Carter or Will Anderson in the draft. Possibly, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Jets – the Jets still could possibly sneak in in the AFC. Mm-hmm. They have a shot themselves. Both teams could. Both so, teams could use this win right now. Yeah. So I'm assuming you're also taking the Jets as well, Alan. Of course. Okay. Okay. So next game. I guess we're... Now, I think this is game. This is game of the week. This is easily this game is of the week, and it's not close. Monday game. This might be fantastic game of the year. Monday this might be night. game of the year for regular season. Build that Bengals. I mean, two high-flying offenses. This game is going to be a shootout, in my opinion. It'll be like 55 to 48 at halftime. It'll be exactly. like the uh, Chiefs and Rams game from, like, 2018. Exactly. Logan, who are you going to go with? I am going to go with dot, dot, dot. No, I'm kidding. This is going to be a very, very good offensive game. You got two of the best young quarterbacks in the league. Really just two of the best quarterbacks in general in the league. Um, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Some of the best wide receivers. Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs. I mean, you couldn't this to me, this you could argue this could be AFC championship game. This could be a precursor to the AFC championship game. It's a possibility. You got the Bengals who are literally winning seven in a row right now. They started season four and four. They're now eleven and four. You got the Bills, who've consistently looked like probably one, if not the best teams in the AFC all season long. Um, this game is at this game is at Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati, and I think for that reason alone, I'm gonna go pick Cincinnati, and Cincinnati's gonna make it eight games in a row. Alan, what do you think? Oh my gosh, what a game! No, it's, it's gonna be a high-scoring game. It's gonna be in the 60s by halftime. But, I don't know, there's something about the Bengals. It's kind of like what Logan talked about earlier when he mentioned, like, for some reason, when they're hot, they're hot. And I think they're going to win this game. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Yeah, I haven't picked the home team yet, so I'll go with the Bengals. And congratulations, right, congratulations to the Bills. Yeah, plus, I, I, I got to keep, you know, I, I 
Bengals are going to make the Super Bowl again. So I got to keep my prediction going. They're just so they're they're the hottest team in the NFL, and they just look. I mean, they did, although they did not look good in the second half against New England. It, it took to the last few seconds for them to beat the Patriots. But honestly, at this point in the season, it's just about winning. I just saw something that someone mentioned earlier about, you know, Lee Corso's situation, not to cut off with NFL stuff, but he said, because, you know, Lee Corso's first ever pick was Brutus as a headgear pick. What if it's his last ever pick? With what? What if it's his last ever pick and it's Brutus again to rewrite, you know, anything. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you're kind of right. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. What if it is? Um, Could be. Now onto the real game that everyone totally cares about. Honestly, Lions fans do kind of care about this game. Um, yes, we do. They care about it more it's than I do at this of. point. We do. It's the Browns at Commanders. Commanders are currently seven seed in the NFC playoff race. They're seven seven and one. Um, it's very important for Lions fans to have my Cleveland Browns win this game. Um, and you have Carson Wentz starting in Washington. Regardless of what's been going on in Cleveland, the offense has been kind of slow. Since Watson's come back, but Watson has looked good. He's gradually gotten better each week. Um, I think our defense has stepped up to the plate. I think Carson Wentz is going to allow Miles Garrett to possibly get the sack record for a game ever. Possibly. He might break the record in this game. He might get, like, 12 sacks in this game. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I think Cleveland will win this game. I think they want to try and go out on, on a high note in the season, beat Washington, maybe go into Pittsburgh next week and win as well. Give me the Browns. Alan? Give me the Browns. You know, when you have nothing to lose, you're dangerous. Give me the Browns. As Baker Mayfield once said, I woke up <laughs> feeling dangerous. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Ooh, ooh, give me the Browns. <laughs> hey, man, I'm hoping C.J. Stroud woke up feeling dangerous today. That's all I got to say. About yeah, the actually, same here. Same here. We're going to need it. And, and finally. The game of the week. The game that everybody is talking about. Okay. Every, yeah, everyone's totally talking about this one. Everybody, I promise. America's favorite team. Oh, st- oh Cowboys, fan, Cowboys fans are not going to like that. Cowboys fans are going to not like that one, but I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yeah, they'll lose in the first round anyway to Carolina. Uh, <laughs> give me the Lions at home. I'm going with the Lions. I do I, listen. I do think that just I do think that this will be a close game because the Lions uh, against a running quarterback do not play well on defense. Um, but I think I think Justin Fields. You know, he's been insane. I mean, what a comeback story he's been. You know, from last year to this year, his entire narrative has changed in Chicago. Um, and give me the Lions at home. I think that the you know the, they're selling standing room only tickets again. I mean, hell, you, you give you give Detroit a, even a decent team, they'll they'll sell out the place. Imagine what this team will do when they're a contender, a Super Bowl contender. So give me the Lions at home. I'm going with the Lions. I got, you know, Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff has been playing well these last few weeks, and I think he'll continue. Am I balling? Jared Goff Justin is one Fields. of the best quarterbacks statistically this year. That's okay. It's beautiful. That's okay. I'm eyeballing this uh, Justin Fields Chicago Bears jersey I got for Christmas. I'm staring it down right now. Um, I want to see Justin Fields do so well in the NFL. I really do. Um, 
he just has nothing around him to really help him at the moment. He's got to do everything, really, for Chicago. Um, Give me the Lions at home. I mean, they're fighting for their playoff lives. Uh, they not really – honestly, it's not really too much of a fight. They could still possibly make it even – can they make it with a loss or no? No. No? Can they make it what? I saw it yesterday. Unless the Packers lose, then – Can they make what? Can it make the playoffs if you guys I, lose? I don't think so. No, no. No? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think well, so. actually, actually, technically – Because the Seahawks would have to lose also. The, uh, technically, if the Commanders and the Seahawks lose – yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. Easy. The Packers, the Packers could win. It doesn't matter. Next week would be the winner. So the Lions technically don't have to win, but can they please win? <laughs> it would probably be a lot better if you actually beat Chicago. It would probably be a lot better for your sanity if the, if you ended up winning. Um, yeah, can we not lose to the Bears at all? Yeah, I think the Lions are going to win this game. Uh, I think it will be a close one though. Justin Fields is probably going to run for like 450 yards and score like seven touchdowns himself, but. Detroit's still gonna win this game. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see how Chicago can win this game unless someone around Fields could actually be something. All right, that's the NFL picks. Do we want to get to the bowl game? And now to the real things, the real day. What what today's all about? Here in a, just a few short hours when it starts. You got all right. Let's let's start. Let's we'll get yeah. Let's get let's start with the game that's actually going on right now. Don't look up the score yet. I know what it is, but don't look up the score. I'm not gonna look. Okay. Oh, there's a reason, huh? Kansas State versus Alabama. Yeah, it's because it's up there. Uh, the Wildcats and the Crimson Tide. Uh, not a whole lot to be played for in this game. It's it's an eight or six game. Honestly, for Kansas State, it's a big game because this is one of their bigger bowl games in a long time. For Alabama, this is a disappointment. But Bryce Young and Will Anderson are both playing, and for that reason, I'm going with Alabama. I think these. I think that Kansas State. They're a fun team. They're a fun team to watch. You know, they're Big 12 champs. Um, credit to them. But, but Kansas State has come a long way from where they were a few years ago at five and seven. But I'm going to take Alabama just because I think that Nick Saban is on a very, very, very mad course of wanting to prove everybody wrong that this team should have been in the playoffs. Give me Bama. Roll Tide. I know we give them so much crap because, you know, no one likes Alabama, but uh, it's not really a proven game for Alabama. It's a proven game for Kansas State, but Alabama's going to win this one. You told me not to look up the score, and I have, and I'm kind of pleased, but. um. Yeah, I figured. I am kind of happy. 10 to 7 Kansas State. It is oh. 10-7 Kansas State right now in the beginning of the second quarter. Um, But still, it's Alabama. It's Bryce Young and Will Anderson's last game was Crimson Tide. I think I just think they're going to want to go out with a bang. They are going to want to go out with a bang. Bryce Young, I think that they'll cover the spread. Alabama's going to win this game. They'll cover the spread. Alabama is going to win this game. Next game. There's no way Alabama loses. Well, exactly. I, there's, you, no I, I didn't think still... there's no, there's no way. way Alabama loses. No way. Yeah, exactly. All right. The next game that uh, not a whole lot of people will be tuning into, but I think it's honestly, I think this is one of those games that I think is going to be a fun one to watch. Uh, USC versus Tulane. Uh, the Tulane Green Wave are for real, and nobody really is paying attention to them. 
because they're a group of five team. This team is fun to watch, and this is going to be a battle of the offenses. I mean, you're talking about I'm, a team who went two and ten last year, and they're ten and two this year. So, yeah, eleven and two because they're winning the conference championship. But True. excuse me, I'm going to take USC just because they have the Heisman Trophy winner. Um, I think that they're going to make it have a statement win. I think it's going to be a lot closer, and I think that this is going to be a shootout game. But I'm going to take USC, and um, I do agree with what Logan said a few weeks ago. I do think that USC will be either number one or number two in the preseason poll next year. If Caleb Williams wasn't on this USC team, I'd say give me Tulane, but he is, so USC it is. I just want to pick Tulane so bad. It would be hilarious to watch the Heisman Trophy winner lose to the Green Wave. That'd be something. That'd be a headline. Pride from New Orleans. Exactly. They, you know, they were in the SEC in the from the forties to the sixties, right? They they have an SEC. SEC Yeah, they have some SEC titles. This is the real SEC team right here, Tulane. Um, but with all that said, you have Caleb Williams. And you have Jordan Addison, who honestly has been a little bit of a disappointment this season at, at USC. He's definitely not been anywhere last year. Um, but you've got the pieces on offense there. Caleb Williams is the most flashy quarterback. He's the most gifted quarterback in college football from all phases of the game. Uh, and you're going against a team who's got a lot of heart and got a lot of fight in them in Tulane. But at the end, you got the best player in college football, USC. All right. The Rose Bowl, the battle of my favorite uniform combos. I think this is going to be a fun game. Beautiful. Penn State's blue, old-fashioned blue against USC's, you know, just slick white and the rose and the U. This is going to be a fun game. Um, give me Utah. I, I think that Utah, you know, they're the Pac-12 champs. Man, this team's playing with a lot of heart. And uh, they just... I'm going to pick them just because they helped Ohio State out. How about that? <laughs> Fair enough. You know what? I'm going to pick the the third best team in the Big Ten, Penn State. That's funny. The third best team is playing in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> exactly. Spencer, you should check your Instagram to see what Utah's uniforms are for the Rose Bowl. I just DM'd you. It's beautiful. They're not even. They're they're the home unis. They're the home unis. Oh, they're not doing the white. Oh, I thought they were. It's Penn State in the it's white. Still look clean though. Penn State in the white and in the red. And this is when Spencer changes his take now, boy. No, but that's I almost better. Great, that's almost though. better. That's almost better yeah, with Penn State in all white. Um, I'm gonna pick the Utes as well, and it's not even because they actually helped out Ohio State. It's I just think they've been. Right they now. went there. Let's they went there last year. Utah has been in the Rose Bowl two years in a row now. They've been in this situation. Penn State, yes. Penn State is, if they weren't in the Big Ten East, Penn State would probably be a top five team every year. But Penn State, they have Sean Clifford, Cameron Rising. I like Cameron Rising a lot better than Sean Clifford. Um, Cameron Rising, he's one of them, he's just one of them dudes. You know, he He's will lay it all. A lot of people talk about. He will lay it all no out there. He, he takes like he licks. He takes hard hits, and he stands up and is like, "You got to hit me harder." He is a dog. Cameron Rising in Utah. I think Rising's got another year at Utah. If I am not mistaken, and 
I've had picked Utah to be a um a playoff team this year. They did not make the playoff. I you know you know who's another dark horse for next year for a playoff team out of the Pac-12? Washington. I think yeah, Utah. I think you've got USC, Oregon, Utah, Washington. I think the Pac-12 is going to be really good next season. And it's yeah. last season as it is with USC and UCLA leaving for and Washington next State. Year. No, I'm fine. But I'm, I think Utah wins this game. They've been in this situation. What? Wait, what? Washington State. Yeah, we can Who ignore what Allen just said. Um, <laughs> Pullman, Washington, the, the pride of Pullman. You love the Cougs, and that's okay, man. You can love the Cougs. But Utah has been in this situation. Uh, I mean, Penn State had one of the best Rose Bowls games ever against USC when they had Saquon Barkley. But Utah was there last year. They're there again this year. Give me the Utes. One of the better Rose Bowl games was last year. Utah and Ohio State. I mean, that was a really good game. That was fun. Jackson Smith and Jigba Classic. That's what I call that one. That's the last game you played. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. All right, so you're going with Utah. All right, let's get to the playoff games. Woohoo! The real games. The talked, real games. We, we've, we've talked about it for weeks, and now they're finally here today. Michigan, we'll start out with the Michigan game. Michigan versus TC. We'll start out with the 4 o'clock game. Uh, the Wolverines coming in with a ton of momentum, um, beating Ohio uh, – sorry, obliterating Ohio State in Columbus, and then beating Purdue pretty handily in the Big Ten title game. There are back-to-back Big Ten champions – there's something I didn't think I was going to be saying two years ago. Um, Me they neither. Have, they have they have rewrote the narrative in this rivalry, and they have rewrote the narrative in their program. I think Michigan's going to win because um, TCU, I think, is going to sizzle out in the second half, and I think Michigan is just going to stick to their game plan to where they don't freak out and they just slowly, methodically beat you. Uh, I think this game will be a lot closer than what people think. Um, and I... I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna say thirty to twenty seven Michigan. I think Michigan wins by three. What a game. Oh I do think that Michigan's gonna stick to the ground and pound game. It's it's what's working. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And we haven't had to fix it, so um their run game, Donovan Edwards, I think with Blake Horn obviously being out, that Donovan Edwards is going to go off. He's honestly, if Blake Horn wasn't there, Donovan Edwards would be the number one. So I'm going to go with Michigan. I do think it'll be closer than what people think. I think Michigan wins by a touchdown. Okay. So, Michigan TCU. I said earlier in this episode that I think TCU is going to come out in the first half and throw everything at Michigan. I think TCU will probably be ahead at halftime. I think it'll be a 17-10 to 10 score. TCU will be ahead at halftime. But I also said there's going to be a team who in the second half, like they've done every every game this year when they've had a tough when they've had a tough outing, that they just go out there and just dominate in the second half. And Michigan's the best second-half team in the country so far this year, and it hasn't changed at all. Um, Michigan's going to come out in the second half. They are going to, I think, do their halftime adjustments, which I said I don't believe in. But for some reason, Michigan just somehow – looks different in the second half. And I think Michigan's going to go out there and they're going to handle their business in the second half. I think TCU may be lucky to score in the second half. Um, I, I like I like Michigan to win. I'm going to give them a win. I think they will cover, but not by an awful lot. They're seven-and-a-half point favorites. I think they'll cover by about 10 or 11. I think Michigan's going to win this game 31-20. to 20. 
Okay. So everyone's picking Michigan. There's just no way that Michigan loses. Michigan's the best team, and honestly, if I, I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. I think Michigan wins the national championship. I hate saying it. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, I don't hate, go that I hate far. saying it, but I think Michigan genuinely, whoever they play in the national championship, they're going to win. Yeah, I don't feel the same way, but. All right. And now the game that me and Logan have been waiting for for a while. Now. <sighs> Everybody across the state of Ohio has been waiting for all the talk, all the hype. It's OSU in Georgia. Um. I have family that are Georgia fans. Half of my family is from Georgia. The other half from Texas. <laughs> Good luck Not with them Longhorns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're back. <laughs> I mean, they they looked back against, um. who was it that they lost to? Washington. Yep. Going to be leading at halftime. I think OSU is going to come out. I think they're going to be leading – Twenty to, I think I think they're gonna be leading twenty one to seventeen at halftime. I think OSU is going to come out. I think they're gonna use that vertical game and I think that they are going to play to their offense that they should. I really do. I think OSU is gonna come out firing. Like this offense, TJ Stroud this offense have a lot to play for. This defense is gonna make some plays and I think that they're gonna be leading at half. I think Georgia takes over in the second half and I think that they show why they're the number one team in the country. Brock Bowers Stetson Bennett, I mean, yes, it's not the most sexy names, but Stetson Bennett will get the job done. You just, you can trust him. And I think, I, I do think that in the end, I, I think Georgia will win. I think it will be 31 to 23 in favor of Georgia. I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. I, I think Georgia wins. I think their defense, I know we talked about how statistically good DJ Shout is when he's pressured, but I think the pressure is going to get to him way too much in this game, and I think that's what's going to carry Georgia. I mean, I like Stenson. Well, actually, I don't really like Stenson Bennett, but I do believe that he's a game manager. He is Tom Brady. He's Cade McNamara. He'll get you. He'll get you to the end zone. It won't be pretty, but he'll get you there. So I think Georgia's going to take this one. I think they'll be leading at halftime. But, I had to say 31 to 24 because my halftime score is 21 17. <laughs> They're not going to get 18. I think they'll win by. I think they'll win by at least a field goal. So give me Georgia. So. C.J. Stroud, Stetson Bennett. Ohio State's offense, Georgia's defense. That's that's the key of the game, but it's also Georgia offense, Ohio State defense. Can Ohio State lock down Brock Bowers? Can Georgia pressure C.J. Stroud. Can they sack him a few times? Can they stop this offense from really getting anything going? I think Ohio State, if they want to win this game, like I said earlier, they have to play like Justin Fields against Clemson in 2020. That's got to be the philosophy. That's got to be the style of play that gets Ohio State to win in this game. Can they do it? It's possible. Do they do it? I don't know. Uh, I think... You have Georgia, who's the reigning national champs. They haven't lost all season. They've won 15, 16 games in a row as a whole. Um, it it's it's really hard for me to genuinely game. predict what's going to happen true. in this game. I think it will be a close game. I think it will be. I think it could be a back-and-forth game, even though Georgia isn't necessarily like that high-powered offense. I could see this game being a high-scoring game because of Ohio State's defense yeah. and the question marks that there really is. Um. I think this game could be like a. Tw- I think this game could be like a twenty-eight, twenty-one score at halftime, 
I think the winner of this game could easily get close to 50, maybe 45 with a field goal. Um, in the end, I really want to – I would love to pick Ohio State to win. I, we we all want to see – we all want to see the game as the national championship. Yeah. That would be so fun. But I also feel like Michigan fans also want to revenge – get a revenge game against Georgia at the same time. They want to avenge that terrible loss that they had in the playoff as well. Michigan could get either way, and they would probably love it. I don't think they want to fa- – I think they'd rather face Georgia over Ohio State, personally. Because I don't, I don't think they want that option of their rival having a second chance to beat them. I think they would rather have a Georgia team who they want to avenge that loss to. And they mm-hmm. would come in more hungry, if that makes sense, than the other team. I think Georgia beats Ohio State. I do. Um, I think it'll be Georgia will win. I think Georgia's going to win this game 45-31. to 31. I think it'll be a high-scoring game. Um, but I think Brock Bowers and Stetson Bennett's calmness and collectiveness in this moment, they've been in this moment before. C.J. Stroud has not been in a moment like this. He has not made the playoffs. C.J. Stroud has never been in the playoffs. He has never been in the playoffs. A lot of these guys haven't been in the playoffs. He did, but he wasn't starting. He wasn't <laughs> starting, but he wasn't there. He wasn't the one playing. Stetson Bennett's got a national championship under his belt. Kirby Smart has a national championship under his belt. Ryan Day does not. It's funny because Kirby Smart had a similar start out as Ryan Day has at Ohio State. They're kind of similar because they're at like year four, year five in their career, and they needed a national championship before people really started to question them. Kirby Smart did that. Can Ryan Day do it? I don't think so. It's a possibility that he could, but I'm not going to pick that. Georgia Bulldogs, they, they're, they're going to be calm, cool, and collected for this whole game. They're not going to be pressured by the moment. It's in their backyard practically this game. It's in Atlanta. Give me the dogs by 14. Give me the dogs by 14. Yeah, there's just no way Georgia loses. There's no way Georgia loses. There's no way Michigan loses. And Michigan's going to beat. They're going to avenge their loss against Georgia in the national title game. Well, all right. I think that'll be a wrap for this episode. That'll definitely be a wrap on this episode. Everyone tune into the playoff games today. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Oh, score update. It's 14-10 Bama. As if we didn't know that was going to happen. (laughs) <laughs> as if we didn't know. Hey, at um, least they got 10 points. But yes, keep on listening to the Ball and Beats podcast. Spread it all. Spread it everywhere. 14 nothing Iowa. Holy Wait, cow. there's points? There's points? There's points. 14 nothing Iowa. Oh, wow. But share this episode. So spread, this is, share oh, this no. episode. No. Spread us everywhere. Listen to us on Spotify. No. And... Peace, people. Peace.